rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, so today we are going deeper and deeper and deeper. If there is anything that I think most of us need, right, as a house, as a spiritual family, as kings, if there's anything I think that most of us need that we currently do not have, it is not knowledge. I think that many of us have knowledge on many levels. I think many of us have gifts on many levels. I think most many of us have creativity on many levels. I think many of us... Not all of us have songs or music, but many of us have sufficient understanding of the spiritual implication of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I think that many of us have some charm, some charisma, some ability to capture the attention in the room. I think that many of us have sufficient understanding of Bible basics in terms of sanctification, redemption, forgiveness of sins, um, laying, of, laying on of hands, spiritual gifts. I think that many of us have many of these things. So what do we have or what do we need? For many of us, what we need is what I'm going to be teaching today. And this is the, the important thing. It doesn't mean you don't need more understanding of spiritual realities, I don't think it's because you don't need more impartation of graces. I, I'm not fighting the fact that you still need some revelation. But the issue is with what you have, what you know, your current construct of abilities, men of fewer gifts have taken territories. Men with lower knowledge have turned cities upside down. When I say men, men and women, Individuals with less exposure have racked up a massive following online and dragging many of them to hell. Of course, thank God, some are dragging them to heaven. I can use the expression drag. Men of less charm, less charisma. Women of less beauty, depending on how you calibrate beauty. There are different standards across the world, right? Men of less attractiveness. Boys and girls, teenagers, who don't know as many scriptures as you know, whose tongues may not be as robust and as compelling as yours, whose ability to download songs from the portals of Heaven Studios. Come on now, somebody talk to me. I need to know the word together. Uh, so leave comments as I go along, right? Men of less, less ability, less capacity have done greater things. Why? Why? It is because... The man who has great gifts but lacks boldness will entertain himself with his gifts instead of taking territories by grace. A man who has many, many gifts but lacks boldness. Man or woman, a person who has many gifts but lacks boldness. 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 That person will entertain himself or herself with their gifts or be burdened by the weight of their gift, but not do much for the kingdom. And this begins to explain to us why God, why Jesus said to them, tarry, 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 wait until the promise of the Father. He said, when the promise of the Father comes, you're going to be endued 
with a certain capacity that you never had before. Something is going to take a grip of you. Something will possess you. Something will seize you. Something will take you over. Something will overshadow you. That when you release yourself to the impetus, to the to the fragrance, to the fire, to the possibilities, to the passion of that being, of that spirit, you will turn the world upside down. If somebody is ready for the word, let me know in the comments because I don't I don't I don't like to do a quiet church. I was speaking with Bimiga earlier today and he was speaking about different things. So he spoke about my energy and my passion and said Peter's you're always so passionate and energetic and it's like you're just your energy tempo doesn't diminish. And I said to him, well there are many reasons why that's the case. But one of the reasons a long time ago I saw enthusiasm and I broke down the word I, I started the word and I showed him the roots of the word the Greek word and the Latin words enthusiasm the word there is theosiasm that is God within so enthusiasm means God within so the ancient Greek philosophers who did not even know Jesus the Christ or believe in him they saw somebody who was bubbling with energy bubbling with passion bubbling with exuberance and fire and they said this person is possessed by a God in other words, even natural man will look at a being operating at a certain level of energy, fire, fervor, fervency, intensity, passion, potency, and say there is something on this guy. I want to prophesy to as many as are open to receive it today that something is going to possess you today. There's going to be a new lease of life. There's going to be a release of glory, an unleashing of the innate abilities of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. There will be such a vehement a vicious, radical spin on the inside of you. I pray as many as are open, receive right now a stirring of the waters from within, a stirring of the God abilities, the God energies, the God fire on the inside of you. And if this is a good time to share the link, this is a good time to get people on the call. This is so important. There are many people who are sitting on a keg of gunpowder. I'm saying that what God has entrusted into your care has the potential of shaping the world, of changing a generation, of reforming a nation. But is there going to be somebody who is bold? I could show you many things in the Bible, and we're going to walk through a couple of things today. That there were seven sons that Jesse had, and we're told about three of them, Right? They had seven sons. We had uh, Abinadab, we had Shammah, we had Eliab. The three were mentioned. The others' names we, are not, we, we don't know from the Bible, but history can tell you that. But the Bible says that these three men, they had been to military academy. They were in the force, the army, the armed forces of Saul. But none of them could take Goliath down. Can I propose to somebody? Some people have all the certifications. Some people have all the degrees. Some people have all the exposure. But there is a David under the sound of my voice. That God is saying to you, David, you haven't been to Bethlehem Defense Academy. <laughs> You've not been to BDA, but you are BAD. You are blessed, anointed, and dangerous. I'm going to make a t-shirt out of that. Come on now. You, you feel like you don't have enough 
But God says you are enough. I've wired you with enough experiences, enough exposure. Whilst you are taking care of counting the money every Sunday, whilst you are taking care of master life and discipleship class, whilst you are taking, of, taking care of first timers, making those calls, I was working a work on the inside of you. Who am I speaking to today? I was working a work on the inside of you. I was working a work within you because see, God's assignment requires God's preparation. Man can think he's preparing you for one thing, but God is preparing you for something else in the same classroom. God knows the curriculum that you need. And one of the major things that God said, your people, you must teach them and then you must impart them. Some things are caught, some things are taught, others have to be caught and taught. <laughs> boldness. Somebody shout boldness wherever you are. Shout boldness wherever you are. Shout boldness wherever you are. Boldness. 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 That's what's lacking. That's what's lacking. You know the scriptures, you know the passages, you know the words, you know the songs. If you've received impartation, the next thing is boldness. Boldness is the active engagement of the power within. Boldness is the active engagement of the power within. So you can have power and not be bold. You can have somebody who is in power but is not bold. Oh yeah, we've had a president in Nigeria before and we have another president now. But some of you know the other president who was in power but didn't make hard stances, didn't take a hard stand on issues, was not bold. People ran him over. Men, women ran him over according to the news and according to the reports because he was in power but he was not bold. Many believers have boldness potentially because God's power is on the inside of them. But it's the active engagement of that power that we call boldness in demonstration. For you to claim your beat, you need to release your beat. For you to claim your beat to greatness, to royalty, you need to claim your boldness in demonstration. What's boldness? English says that boldness is the willingness. Somebody can give us a note. The willingness to take risks. The willingness to take risks and to act innovatively. The willingness to take risks and to act innovatively innovatively to take something that's not been done before and do it or take something that's been done before and do it differently knowing fully well that there is a chance that it might not work out as well the first time knowing fully well that there's a chance you might look like you are foolish you might look like you don't know what you are doing what you're saying how you're moving how you're dancing but now willingness to engage the power to engage the power within and the possibilities without. That's boldness. It comes with a risk, but the willingness to take that risk, that is boldness. The willingness to act innovatively. You can also call it confidence. Demonstration of confidence. I've touched you before, confidence is from two words, con and fidon. Con is with, fidon is faith. So boldness is the active engagement of the power within and the possibilities 
without. I am willing to engage the power within on a level I've not seen it on display before. So bold people are the ones who push the world forward. They are the ones, listen, it's not smart people that push the world forward. <laughs> it's smart people that capture the process. In fact, that bold people initiated in faith. Smart people are the ones who articulate the steps that bold people have taken. <laughs> so it's bold people that move the world forward. They might not know the steps because it is their steps that people then study to know the steps. Oh my word now. Oh my word now. Come and talk to me. <laughs> smart people don't move the world forward. Smart people study how bold people have moved the world forward and then they begin to create templates, courses, modules, models around it. Kavuneki rekupeki, sigili tomine kuperia, iskatusi kalisoba. I have no doubt in my mind that by the grace and mercy of God, my life will be started, my steps will be started, my moves will be started. But my prayer tonight is that I will not be the only one. That my sons and daughters on this call and outside of this call, people will say, how did Demi Funcho go that far in two years? How did Rosemont build that system in six months? How did, oh, come on now, Larry or Shidele, how did you revolutionize an industry in 18 months? By the grace and mercy of God, by the mantles of God upon my life, I release upon you a katusa, a fresh dimension of audacity, of audacity. You cannot order a city if you don't have audacity. Boldness. And many of us are whining and worrying. I'm not smart enough. I'm not. See, smart people don't move the world forward. Beautiful people don't move the world forward. Rich people don't move the world forward. It is bold people. It is bold people. It is bold people. It is bold, bold, bold people. Kavumani, Kenny, 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 Kopela. That's boldness. <laughs> what is boldness? A brave. A brave and confident way, watch this, of behaving. Boldness is seen in behavior. Boldness is not just seen in thoughts or mentality or resources. Mm -mm. Boldness is in behavior. Boldness is not about your position. It's about your disposition. Come on now. It's not about your position. <laughs> That's why Saul had the position. David had the disposition. Pharaoh had the position. Joseph had the disposition. Are you here now? Haman had the position. Mordecai had the disposition. Pharaoh had the position. Moses had the disposition. Herod had the position. Jesus had the disposition. Boldness is more of a disposition than a position. Boldness is about what you're willing to dispossess, not just what you think you possess. Are we here now? Come on now. I need to know. I need to know that you're with me. This matters so much to me. This is such a big deal. This is the story of my life. If I was always looking for 
having enough resources or thinking that I was tall enough. That one is even zero. <laughs> or thinking I was big enough. Right? I mean, thank God. I'm smart. I believe that. I have no doubt about that. But I'm not the tallest person. I'm not the biggest person. I don't come from the richest home. Come on now. But if there's something God has helped me to cultivate, boldness. And God says, you have taught your people well, but you need to teach them boldness. Boldness. Boldness means I don't have all the answers, but I will show. <laughs> and I'm willing to defend what I know whilst I'm studying what I don't. Whilst I'm learning what I don't. Whilst I'm trying to figure it out. It does not mean I can articulate the A to the Z in one moment. But if you give me some time, I will get the order right. Boldness. I am willing to look foolish whilst I'm flying in faith. I am willing to spread my wings that to stay in my nest. Because I know my best is not in my nest. But if I stay in my nest, I will suffer from a pest. Come on now. Boldness is a way of behaving. It's a way of behaving. It's a way of behaving that shows that I'm not ruled by fear. Boldness means that even if I spot fear, I refuse to be enslaved by it. I refuse to be enslaved by fear. It is the quality, it's a quality of undertaking things that have a semblance of danger. This is very important. God has raised us as kings to take over territories for the kingdom. To infiltrate, to penetrate, to move in, to go in. If there's anything we're going to need, we are going to need to engage the power of boldness. Boldness. Acts 17 from verse 1. Acts 17 from verse 1. Let's... Let's start reading some scriptures from over there. One, I'll take it to verse six so someone can help help us post it. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining, you see, reading, explaining but number three is where boldness lies is where boldness lies demonstrating many believers today read fewer than those who read explain fewer than those who explain demonstrate boldness is not in the reading boldness is in the demonstrating what it means is, without boldness, you will keep on reading, or reading, reading, reading. He might start explaining. But for you to display a dimension of divine splendor, you must engage boldness. So demonstrated that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying, this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded. Some, not all. And a great multitude of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women joined Paul and Silas. I'll tell you a couple of things later because boldness is attractive. Verse 5. But the Jews who were not persuaded becoming envious took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason, not our Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. Verse 6. Verse 6. 
But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the cities crying out, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. These who have turned the world upside down, I proclaim under God, the things that the enemy turned upside down to make lopsided, the things that the enemy flipped on his head, you will turn it back again. See, the turn upside down that, that Paul and Silas were accused of doing was because the enemy, I'm trying to look for something to demonstrate, was because the enemy had turned things in the wrong direction. He has turned marriage in the wrong direction. Marriage is between man and woman. They said, no, it can be man and man. It can be man and dog. They said, we don't want to agree. It can be man and lion. Can you? He can be man and lakalapa. He can be man and share butter. He can be man and ogiri lapa. Right? You see all of that? So somebody needs to turn that thing upside, right side up. When the enemy turned upside down, you turn upside down again for it to come right side up. Are we hearing that now? Oh, believers have to be poor. They have to be at the beck and call of the world's witches and manipulators. No, we're turning it upside down again. Turn upside down. There can be a successful woman and have a beautiful marriage where you are submitted to your husband. You can be a minister of the gospel and not steal church money to be wealthy. Come on. You can be somebody who's not ordained a pastor, but your ministry is effective in the marketplace and on, and on the streets. So turn it upside down or right side up. And it means that we need boldness because boldness is the demonstration of potential power. Boldness is the confident demonstration of the power within and the courageous apprehension of the possibilities without. If it's possible and God says, go, <laughs> I'm turned on, I'm turned on, I'm reaching for it. Are we here? Are we here? Are we here? David was not the strongest in killing Goliath, but it was the boldest in killing Goliath. Joseph most likely was not the smartest, but it was the boldest in sharing his dreams, his gifts, his abilities. Are we here? Jesus even said, greater works than this shall you do. But he was the boldest. <laughs> boldness. What are some of the words you can use for boldness? Help me. Let's put, put it together. Give in the comments. What are some of the words you can use for boldness? Keep it coming. I see Gary Adeyemi. Keep it, keep it coming. Audacious. Thank you, Lady J. Come on. Audacity. Come on. Courageous. Books. Yeah, keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Yes. Keep. Bonus. Somebody shout out. Boom. Confidence. Disruptive. Fearless. I love that. Fearless. Daring. GB says, oh my, I'm sending those mails. I'm chatting on those emails tonight. Yes, tonight. Do it, man. Tonight. T-Land said, dauntless. Fierce. It is important. Now, in, in the Greek, the Greek word is parousia. And it means fearless, courageous, outrageously confident, bold, not holding back, brave. Thank you, Josh. Brave. 
over here. Now, do you also realize something? Where do you see bold on your computer? Where do you see bold on your computer? Kamina Kopeniakata. Do you know the one you're typing? You see it leaks, you see underlined, you see bold. Those are, thank you very much, fonts or font type. <laughs> your font type in destiny can be normal or bold. <laughs> the bolder you are, the more visible you are. Because your spirit is like a keyboard. What are you typing in? Are you typing in it, it leaks where you're apologetic and leaning to the side? Come on now. There's a place for it leaks, right? But the headline, see, that line is God inspired. I'm in line with Christ as my head. So I'm a headline. In my generation, are we here? The bolder you are, the more visible you are. Bold, bold, bold. You have the right message, but are you in the right fonts? Come on now. You, you have the right message, but are you in the right fonts? Are you too faint? Come on. Are you too light? Are you too invisible? Do you cower in the trenches? You have a post you want to share. You've kept it in archives, 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 archives. And in your mind, you think it's about you. Who knows who you are holding back, who you are holding down in the wrong relationship by not being bold enough to release the real? Are we here now? Bold. If it's the headline, you make it bold. Also, the sub-themes, the substrata, you make them bold. Because boldness is a function of importance. What you make bold is what you consider important. And many of us, we are making our fears bold. Not our fears. We don't have fears. They're taken away in the name of Jesus. We're making the fear bold. Right? And all of that. All right, let's go further. Let me say this. Four major things you should start with about boldness. I won't teach too much, but number one, boldness is attractive. Boldness is attractive. <laughs> Michael Abu just said, glory, amen, glory. Boldness is attractive. By the way, let me just celebrate a couple of people that I think are stepping out and doing some bold stuff, particularly on the social media side of things. I saw a video that Ogo posted. It sounded like Ogo's, Ogo's voice, but I said them. August page, I don't know. Help me. And I just loved it because it's different, it's fresh. It's like, I'm like, yeah, your face is not there, but your voice is there. You were given a voice for a season, for a generation. I loved it. And the arts behind it. That's a level of boldness. Dami Fushos videos, that's a level of boldness. Right? And I'm sure there are many people doing great stuff. So if I don't call your name, don't feel less than they're bold enough. <laughs> Amen. So number one, boldness is attractive. How many of you, maybe when you were in the uh, teenage years or something, elite, there's something they used to call lit, right? In school back then, or maybe all the social events, and there was this boy that wanted to ask you out. But let's ask him that this boy just wants sloppy, do do your ish. That you're looking, that you're behaving slow, slack, slack, blah, 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 kind of person. Did you, did you want him to talk to you? Tell me. That guy that was sort of like intimidated. Did you, did you want him to talk to you? Did you want to be seen around him? Well, maybe some people, maybe you were completely like him at that point in that stage of your evolution in your life. Right? You possibly maybe didn't want that. You wanted the star boy. How many of you remember the star? Some of you were the star in your school. The star boy or the star girl. 
that even though you claim that you hated him, the day he was coming in your direction on the corridor, your heart was already, you know, beaten. No officer said, no, please. Yeah, you didn't want it. Now, that Dodo, your looking guy, may have been the smartest. He may have been the most cerebral. He possibly scored higher than the socialite or the loud mouth uh, influencer in school back then. But you didn't want him around you. This is the reason some of you, you are spiritually smart. But your online behavior, your workplace behavior, your street side behavior is dodoyoish. I am sorry to say, but we break that spirit off in the name of Jesus. You know this thing, but you are acting as if you don't know. Then you will see somebody on social media who is delivering on their God-given abilities and wonder, why is this person having so much traction? The reason the person is having so much traction is that you are subbing your own traction. You are in subtraction because you are adding sub to the traction you should have. Come on now. Can I talk? So bonus is attractive. People like bold people, confident people, even people that don't even know what they're doing. I will never forget. I'll ne never, ever forget. One episode of the debaters, I went for a debate, some of you might know what that is, following for a year or so, you should know what that is. It was an online TV show sponsored by Jason Bank way back, 2009, I think, was my first introduction into mainstream media. Uh, mainstream, mainstream, I've been on radio, primary school, television, second, uh, secondary school, primary school, secondary school, but mainstream, regular media, yeah. And one of the debates, so we had to debate every, and they will give you a topic, I don't know how many days before, and they'll give you the, the side you're arguing for just before you mount the the podium, crazy stuff, just before you mount, right? Uh, maybe that's also part of what helped me sharpen my spontaneity. But one of those is I was debating, and one of the judges said this, and this was a Toastmasters certified, she was a, actually was a Toastmasters president chairman or something, or something like that, and said, I didn't quite understand what you were saying but I enjoyed listening to you and I just loved you. You are so believable. <laughs> I said, eh? So charisma and boldness. Of course, I wasn't saying rubbish. I was making sense as far as I was concerned. But charisma and boldness can capture the human soul sometimes before intelligence captures the brain. Exactly, Jeffrey, what you're saying is what it is. It's crazy how fast some incompetent people go in their fields all because they're bold. That is the truth. Boldness is attractive, number one. Number two, boldness is disruptive. Boldness is disruptive. The typical response of the average person is fear. Now, for those of you who feel like I have the fear of public speaking, I have the fear of standing on stage, I have the fear of singing, I have the fear of dancing, listen, anytime you sense the fear of anything, know that you are operating within the limits of the average human being. That means that almost every other person in that room has either that fear or has overcome that fear or is going to deal with that fear or they don't know they have that fear until the occasion presents itself. So that should give you a sense of confidence that, see, <laughs> we are many here. I don't know how to dance. How bad could it be? I don't know how to talk. What's the worst that could happen? Then you bring that, what the worst could be, and you swallow it. Because the Bible says that death is swallowed up in victory.
So what you do to the death in your life, whatever looks like it's going to kill you, is that you assume the position of a conqueror, you swallow it, you internalize it, that means you stomach it, and then you push it out. Are we here now? How bad could it be? It can be worse than eternity in hell, and you've already defeated that in Christ. How are we following this now? It's disruptive. Most people are afraid. So when somebody wants to intimidate you and you stand your ground, I'm bold. You can't talk to me like that. You can't intimidate me. I know who I am. To go be like, eh, 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 shalom, shalom. Somebody comes and they say, hey, hey, you two come out. You're speaking what I don't understand. I will speak what you don't understand. And the, the challenge is many of us, we read, we explain, but we need to start demonstrating. And for one of the things that we need to do this year is to have more demonstration services. We need to have more demonstration, so more practical services, as in Sunday services. Because we're so content-rich in Kings. We're so loaded with revelation, with so much light. Like every meeting, <laughs> even as basic as it were, when I say basic, I'm not undermining that, because that's very important. Like WhatsApp meetings, you're, you're all dropping revs and dancing on the revelations. But the revelations were not for discussion. The revelations are for the transformation of lives and cities and destinies and generations. So beyond the review, we need to get the real view that God had in mind. Disruptive. Number three, boldness with wisdom is productive. Boldness with wisdom is productive. Productive. Now, not all boldness is productive. So, so demonstrations of boldness can actually be destructive. I remember when I was in Ibadan, some of them I remember when I was a little boy growing up in Ibadan, some of them I remember, or maybe you, you're told the story of the, the UI Zoo, University of Ibadan Zoo was such a big deal back then that many animals, I don't know whether it has more than mice. Ekute, well, gecko. Anyway, I went there again. Piotr, were you with us when I went with uh, Dr. Kuhn? And he said, did we, were you with us when we went? 2016 or 17? I saw a couple of lions. Yeah, I saw a couple of lions. And, uh, yeah, I saw some snakes, saw some turtles. We actually saw a giraffe, quite a number. Okay, so I guess it's still have quite a number of things. But when I was a boy, they had a whole lot of, many, a lot of animals in the UI zoo. And in the lion's den, they had quite a number of lions. And there was this guy. He called himself, say, any prophet? Prophet Daniel. Well, I don't know if it was Prophet Daniel, but it became nicknamed uh, Prophet Daniel. He jumped in the UI Zoo. Some of you might know the story. Who knows the story? Maybe you heard uh, your parents told you. Or you, yeah. He jumped into the lion's den, literally. Said, Elijah. When he said, Elijah, the first lion, Jajba, Ujapada. The guy was feeling powerful, this prophet. Prophet, lack of wisdom. Because, you know, again, the, uh, what's it called now? The lions, I told you, that boldness is destructive. So this human, this basic human, according to the lion with the four legs, right? <laughs> it was like, ah. So the, there was disruption in the den. 
Wow, that sounds like a good, <laughs> like a good title for a documentary. Elijah, by the sword and the lion gained its composure and let at this guy and torquing. Are we here? So the guy had boldness, but not wisdom. This is the reason there is a generation out there that is bold on Twitter, but foolish in the spirit. Bold online, but completely out of line. That's why constant fellowship is important because constant fellowship allows you to benefit from navigational devices outside of the one you pre-installed in your own mental machine. Because the navigational device in your mental machine may have one off or may be growing thin, and the spindle or the needle is not pointing to the true north. I hope I'm not getting too technical here. You're beginning to veer off, veer off, veer off, veer off, veer off. Yeah? Veer off. Okay? So you need company, fellowship, family to be able to reset your brain and your heart and your mind when the navigational device is beginning to read. Some of us have driven those kind of cars before. That your car, the fuel was empty, but it was showing quarter full, quarter tank full, half tank full, until it left you on that mainland bridge. And like, ah, I thought I had fuel. Then NASA that was giving you wrong reading. So your navigational device can give you wrong readings and leave you stranded. So boldness is not enough. Boldness requires the navigational compass of wisdom for it to deliver value. The value delivered by boldness enhanced by wisdom is what we call productivity or fruit. That can be a soul, a human soul that is saved or changed in somebody's life. Number four, boldness applied at the right time is effective and constructive. Applied at the right time is, sorry, bonus applied at the right time is effective. Boldness demonstrated for the right amount of time is constructive. Bonus applied at the right time is effective. If you're applying bonus at the right time. So for example, you have an interview, you have an opportunity and you take it on at the right time. It's effective. But if all you do is take it on, you don't follow up or you don't ask the necessary questions or put in the right work, post-interview or post-application, it might not be constructive. So you were effective. Maybe they liked you the first thing, but they were checking out your social media status to see what you were doing. Are we, are we here? Come and talk to me in the comments. Let's know where to get. So boldness. Now let me say this. So like, so it's like I'm naturally afraid. Let me just be, let me be clear. Some of us naturally, some of us naturally, we demonstrate more fear. Now, not all fear is bad. The spirit of fear is bad. Neurological fear, or would I say uh, biological fear? I'm not talking about paralytic fear. I'm saying the fear that comes. So, for example, the song goes, and you respond. That's not a bad thing. That means your nervous system is fully functional, right? It could mean, it could be the indication, okay? If a car wanted to hit somebody and you felt like goosebumps or some kind of arousal in your body, right? That's not a bad thing. <laughs> but if every time you're on the road, you are thinking a car might just come out of nowhere or an aircraft will drop down right now or you're flying a plane, and you just feel that somehow somebody's fucking knife 
from three rows will fly in the air and hit somebody beside you, not you, right? That is not from God. So write this down. Fear is never from God. Fear is never from God. I'm talking about reversal fear. I'm talking about the spirit of fear. Fear is never from God. Somebody needs to write it down somewhere. And for some of you, you need to put it on your screensaver, you need to put it on your wallpaper, you need to put it around you and look at it every day. The way some of us look at certain amount, amount of money every day, certain scriptures every day, because the expectations we're, we're trusting God for. God does not have a storehouse of fear that he makes withdrawals from. God does not keep fear in any account in heaven. So whenever you find yourself afraid that you will die early, afraid that you will not marry, afraid that you not go feel carry belle, afraid that if you carry belle, you not go feel holam, afraid that because twins were your family and twins died and you are a twin. Listen, that is not from God. And let me say this, regardless of any evidence from the past, the fear is still not from God. Oh, come on now. Is somebody getting delivered? Is somebody getting liberated? Is somebody feeling free in the spirit already? It is not from God. Let every man be a liar and let God be true. He'll say, ah, me, I fear women. I don't fear no woman. Ah, I fear, I don't fear no man. Oh, I fear church. I don't fear no church. Yeah, church people can be interesting, just like pastors can be interesting, but don't fear nobody. It is not from God. Now, why do some of us struggle more naturally with fear? Personality, hormonal distribution, generational DNA transfer. There's a whole lot of science looking into that, that whole field now. But for some of you, you grew up in a fear-filled atmosphere. Your mom was always afraid. Any small thing that, ah, what's the day, what's the day, what's the day. In other words, who are, they've come, they've come. Who are those who have come? And you had no idea that this thing was jumping on you because there's such a thing as a spirit of fear and the spirit of fear does not need to show its face for it to exert its force. The spirit of fear does not need to show its face for it to release its force. And sometimes that fear becomes paralytic. And you have no idea that what you are considering as being reserved and being conservative and liking your own space cooled. I'm not saying it's always, but sometimes it's an indication that there's so much fear in the subconscious mind that you don't even want to try. Can I tell you something? Some of you need to embrace the audacity to fail at something so that you can see that failing is not the end of life. I can't tell you how grateful I am for the carryovers I had. And by the way, carryovers were not for me what it was for some of you. So some other people, I should say. Because for me, I'd never failed in my whole life. Never, ever, ever. I was always top or number two for as long as I can remember. Right? Well, maybe not number two as long as I can remember because I'm thinking about secondary school. I went on scholarship. Everybody was super smart. I went to the kind of school where people beat you with points one as you're, as you're accumulating. So I was not always one and two. So when I failed my first course, second semester year one, and it was a prerequisite course, I had such a, such a, a culture shock. I didn't know that failure was a thing. <laughs> right? I think it wasn't Maria that said Venga was used to failing. I didn't know. 
But I'm so I'm happy now that it happened because there's nothing I want to do now where the fear of failure is the reason I will not do it. Why? I failed before and I did not die. It says it's an expert in failure. <laughs> such a such a bad mouth that Mario had. <laughs> Are we seeing this now? Some of you, you, you think that failure is the way it's not. In fact, fail faster, but fail forward. If you fail frequently enough, you will discover the pattern of failure. And the thing about iterating or iterating the pattern of a thing is that a pattern helps you to understand where the interventions can come in. So once you know a pattern, you can either disrupt it or replicate it. So don't just study events, study patterns. Don't just study people, study patterns. Come on now. If you're feeling this, let me know you're feeling this. Let me know, let me know, let me know. It's not from God. 2 Timothy 1, 6 to 7. 2 Timothy 1, 6 to 7. Therefore, I thank you for the witness. It says, therefore, somebody should please type it for us. It said, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God. Please, or if you're in school or you're taking any course, I'm not advocating your failure. <laughs> if I go back to school now, right? I'm going to do my best, everything I can to make sure I don't feel anything because I now understand the side. I now understand how people feel. One of the reasons people feel is when they are not focused on what they're supposed to be doing. Right? Don't lose focus. Right? Sometimes the reason you lose focus is not because you're in discipline, it's because you are in love with something else. Right? So part of why I failed was I was in love with another course. So I spent a lot of time in the classroom of that course. It was architecture. <laughs> That's the whole story behind it. Okay, thank you, Promise Aniola. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Shadi. Thank you, Tani. Thank you, MGR King, and everybody. Rita. So look at this. Someone give us 2 Timothy 1 6 7. 2 Timothy 1 6 7. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through what? Through the laying on of my hands, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind he said i'm reminding you what am i reminding you you forgets you will forget things will happen around you that make like just hide that your gift don't it's not every time you should heal the sick it's not every time he's not every time you give word of knowledge he's not every time you give prophecy he's not every time to exalt somebody leave them alone no you're all in the hot sun together under the bus hide your gifts he said no 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 don't do that i know the last time you prayed for somebody the person did not get well in fact the person became sicker sicker until they became sicker more and more. So they became sicker more tree. Even on that sicker more tree, Zacchaeus can still climb. Come on. Right? Say, no, no. I, mean, I don't want anybody to think my own is too much. Let them think. I'm not saying be rude or disrespectful. But when you sense the move of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, saying give that person a word write a note of encouragement send that person a text message tell that person i see you i can't i, I can't tell you how many times i've had a prompt to send somebody in my own goosebumps right now i have a prompt because says my goosebumps just come very often because i feel a lot when i'm you know pouring my heart right so so uh, how many times I've sent somebody a message or a note or something and the person goes, oh my God, how did you know? In fact, I'm sure this teaching right now 
give me a witness. If in this teacher right now, there'll be many words that are so directly yours. They're like, whoa. It doesn't have to be every Wednesday. It can be on Tuesday at your workstation. It can be tomorrow, Thursday, when you're going to eat during lunch break. You just send something about somebody's mother. So I, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel a prompting to encourage you about your mom. I don't know what it's about, but whatever it is, I'm encouraging. I'm standing with you in prayer. And then, see, as you engage that thing, words of knowledge, God, my fingers bobs. Word of knowledge, we just, it's just start coming because it's a function of faith. He said, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you another kind of spirit. He's given you a spirit of power. He has given you that spirit. The Holy Ghost is not alone. The Holy, you are not alone because the Holy Ghost is not alone. Somebody help me there. That's my white paper now. You are not A-L-O-N-E because the Holy Ghost is not a L is not an A-L-O-A-N. He's not alone. The Father is not going to be like, eh, 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 the time is over. Bring my Holy Spirit back. It don't do. No! Give you a gift called the Holy Ghost. He's a person, he's a being. The ongoing operation of the person of God on the inside of you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. He said he has given you a spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a fact. He's a spirit of truth. So you might not have the facts for the situation or the scenario, but you have the spirit for the situation. You have the spirit for the scenario. You don't have the facts for the moment, but you have the spirit for the moment and the momentum and the movement required in that season. You move by the Holy Ghost. You move by the Holy Ghost. You don't move by your brain. Your brain is too time-bound to capture the brilliance of God's bountiful blessings, the immaculate, enduring, never-ending, cyclical, gushing, rushing streams of His glory and goodness. That cannot dwell inside this brain. A lot can go in the brain, but the brain cannot accommodate that. That's why the Bible does not say that he has caused his love to shed abroad in our brains. No, he said it's caused his love to be shed abroad in our hearts. So the heart is infinitely elastic, able to accommodate the virtues of God and able to transmit the virtues of God consistently, regardless of how you feel or the facts you think you don't have. So yes, give me a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. So whenever I'm operating in fear, I'm not operating in power. Whenever I'm operating in fear, I'm not operating in love. Whenever I'm operating in fear, I'm not operating in the sound mind. So this is the deal. What the enemy really wants to do, because don't forget, though, don't forget, he said, behold, I give you all authority to tread upon snakes and scorpions and over every part of the enemy. So let me show you this stuff. For God so loved the world. So that's love. For God so loved the world. That's love. He gives only begotten son. Because of the love of God, he gave a son. So the spirit of love demonstrated in the eternal loving nature of the father because everything that God does, he does from the premise of his love because God is love and God cannot do anything against himself. So God cannot do anything against love. So every move, will, word, operation of God is always love-sponsored and love-sustained. Love. So he gives the Son. Now as many as received him, as many as believed in him, he gave us the power to become the sons of God. So the Spirit of love demonstrated in the Father, coming as the Son. And then power. We're given power. 
by faith in Jesus Christ and by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now the sound mind comes from the operation of the Holy Spirit. He said he will remind you. He said he shall take of the Father and give to you. He shall take of me and give to you. The soundness of your mind is rooted in the Holy Spirit. Love in the, demonstrated by the Father, power by faith in the Son, soundness of mind by the Holy Spirit. So when the enemy wants to attack you, he says, what is that one thing that can attack everything? What's that one thing? It is fear. Because fear will make you avoid even people that love you. That's why God said, even when you mess up, don't let fear get in the way of my eternal redemptive plan. He said, even when you mess up, come boldly. Why? Because if you think you've lost something because you mess up, you will lose everything because you are afraid. You will lose everything. Come, let us fix it. Let us patch it. Let us work it together. Whatever you lost, I will give it back to you. But this fear, if you allow this fear, even the one you did not lose, you will never be able to use. Oh, my word now. Come on now. I, I just feel like I just feel like somebody is liberated already. I, I just feel like somebody is delivered already. I just feel like, see, what it means is I am free to fail. But my love, the love of my father, he said now to him who is able to keep me from falling. That though the righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again. This is resolution. Heads or tail, I win. NPC or PDP, I'm good. Peter or OB, I'm, I'm, I win. Amen. Are you getting this now? All fear is gone. What's that song? Uh, all fear is gone. Because I know he owns my future. My life is worth a living just because he lives. Right? It's like, I mean, this is the truth. <laughs> so it gives you confidence. My victory is not in my good behavior. My victory is not in my moral standards. My victory is not in my academic pedigree. My victory is not in my social circle. My victory is not in my mileage. My victory is in my Christ. And I carry my Christ everywhere with me. So I carry my victory everywhere with me. So how do I engage this? Let me give you five things. I hope I can do justice to the five. Number one, operate from the premise of identity. Operate from the premise of identity. Proverbs 28 verse 1. Write it down very quickly. Operate from the premise of identity. Proverbs 28 verse 1. The righteous as bold as a lion. The righteous. He is as bold as a lion. The righteous. Bold. Righteous. Bold. Righteousness and boldness, boom, together. I like that illustration Minister Solomon uh, used on Sunday. He said something about that the way it's going to be weird to have a barking goat, right? That's the way it's abnormal. It's against nature to have a stingy believer. Let me extend that and say, that's the way it's against nature to have a fearful believer. Every manifestation of the divine amongst men, either through a theophonic manifestation or angelic manifestation. Fear not. In other words, this angel, this being, is coming from the highest ranking of approved power. And he's saying, I've been as high as you have not been. And listen, your conscious understanding. But from that height, don't fear. 
it's like it's like you are on a mount you are on a mount right or, or a hill behind your back your house or something maybe that mound is like the height of a building there's somebody who has climbed kilimanjaro and has said do not fear do not fear. Who are those who are running? It's the wicked. The wicked, they run even when nobody's chasing them. The wicked, they carry tomorrow's problems on top of their head today. They will not allow their creator even take care of them. They are so anxious and suspicious. Have you ever tried to love somebody before, to just be there for somebody and the person thought, oh my gosh, no, you, you're too good to be true. I mean, I've met people in my life that really literally just said that he said no no you're, you're too good to be true you're just you're not even you can't be real right and then sometimes people operate from their references and from things they've been ex exposed to right and some of us have been in those situations where we just felt no 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 no, no. if anybody is this good to me then something bad is coming calm down <laughs> the wicked flee when no man pursues them but the uncompromising and righteous as bold as a lion the one who will not compromise his identity in christ by operating outside of that it is not my morality that gives me my identity is my identity that gives me the power to manifest morality it's not the other way. Morality does not birth identity. Identity births morality. So operate from that premise of victory. 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 Look at this now. Ephesians 3, 10 to 13. Let me run. So the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church so the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Somebody write it down. Ephesians 3, 10 to 13. According. So God wants the powers in heavenly places to be uh, to manifested by the church. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom, what do we have in Christ? In whom we have boldness. In whom we have boldness. Somebody say I'm bold. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through the faith in him. Boldness and access with confidence. Boldness and access with confidence. Boldness how to manaka payasha. Access with confidence. <laughs> Through faith in him. He now says, Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you. He said, Because even my tribulations are for your glory. So, what it means is when something is even Acting like it's not aligning. It's for your glory. You know why? Because he already told us. He said, according to the eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ. It's done. It's finished. We know how the story ends. Stop agitating over a false script. Let me say this again. Stop being agitated by a false script that the enemy is trying hard to push in your direction to push in your direction that's a false script number two okay no let me uh, write this one down romans 8 37 to 39 many of us know that so i won't read it it's like in all those things we are more than conquerors through christ who loved us i don't care who hates me i care who loves me we are more than conquerors we are more. Read the Amplified Classic of what we just read. It said, complicated medicine and wisdom of God and all its infinite variety. Oh my, let, me, let me leave that. We are more than conquerors. Somebody type MTC, MTC, MTC. More than conqueror. MTC, but I'm not MTC. Number two, 
How do you engage boldness? <clears throat> knowledge. You'll be shocked at the role that knowledge plays. Do you know that the more ignorant people are, the more afraid they are? Do you know that the, one of the issues with ignorance is that ignorance sponsors fear? See, man, let me give you, some of you have seen this before. <laughs> some of you have seen this before. Uh, you see people at the mall, shopping mall or airport or something, and there's an elevator. I thought it was just in Nigeria, but one day I was traveling, and I think it was in Qatar. I was traveling, and Qatar or Turkey was a transit flight. <laughs> and I literally saw a foreigner, I don't know if it was Caucasian or Asian, I don't remember, but she was so terrified to step on the escalator. So terrified, escalator, so scared. How many have seen people terrified by the escalator? They don't want to escalate. And you know what it tells me? Many of us, we are used to step by step, step by step. But when we see the steps moving of their own accord, gaining traction by themselves, come on now. Let me know if I'm preaching to you. We get scared. This thing is, is moving too fast. I'm getting promoted too quickly. The money is becoming too much. The invitations are too many. Instead of us to be thinking, how can I build a system to be able to take work off my table? How can I get a, a finder's fee system, a referral system, a support system, a staff recruitment system? But we're scared. We're so scared. <laughs> I, can't, I can't step on it because we like to be in control. But a lot of your progress in life will not be within your control. Because when the Bible says all things work together for your good, he's not just talking about the things that you did and things that you're aware of. Even the things that are beyond your control are working together for your good when you love God and you're called according to his terms. So knowledge. If you're afraid in any area, arm yourself with knowledge. Afraid of marriage, I'm yourself with knowledge about marriage. Afraid of business, I'm yourself with knowledge about business. Afraid to preach the gospel, I'm yourself with the knowledge of the truth concerning the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and the eternal relevance of that to every being called man. Man, woman, human, as long as there's man, the gospel is eternally relevant. Find the points of contact and align it. Are you guys saturated already? Are you saturated already? Should I just move on? Because... Reference point, Luke 4, 16 to 21. Luke 4, 16 to 21. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Watch that now. So he was predisposed to their learnings and leanings, but he had a different stream of knowledge. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book, watch this, of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened uh, when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. So they gave him the book, but it was knowledgeable enough to find the place. Many of us, the reason we're afraid in our industry, in our space, you're not knowledgeable enough. So you're scared. If I put myself out there and people start asking me questions that I cannot answer, what will I do? Seek knowledge, seek knowledge, seek knowledge. Eat knowledge. Find the scroll and eat it. Invest in yourself. Let me tell you something. If you are not yet making up to a million naira per month, if you are not yet making up to a million naira, that's about $2,000, less than $6,000 per month, you need to spend a lot more of your money 
in personal development. You need to spend a lot more of your money in coaching, in seminars, in trainings, in mentorships, in books, in online courses. The right ones. I'm not talking about random, random, you know, you need try. In fact, some of you need a coaching session to know which coaching session you need to enroll on. You need a coach to show you your combination of gifts, abilities, possibilities to show. Are you, are you getting this? Jesus found a place. He was not fumbling. He didn't go and read the wrong scripture. Right? He found a place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon because he has not preached the gospel to the poor. I summoned to the whole broken hearted, proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, set a liberty to those who are oppressed, proclaim the assembly of the Lord, and closed the book and gave it back to them. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. There was a way he read it. He was reading his user's manual. He was not reading as if he copied somebody's message or sermon. He was reading himself. He was reading himself. He was in the flow. He was, he was talking. He was talking. He was talking about himself. When you read your Bible, when you read the word of God, you have to read without conviction that this thing is true of me. This is my time. This is my age. This is my season. This is my generation. This truth is the truth of God concerning me. I am the light of the world. My generation hear the voice of God through my lips. I am a carrier of divine life. I displace discouragement. I bring light into every room. I shake the foundations that are false and I rebuild them by wisdom. I am a construction engineer carrying out the divine designs of God, aligning the raw material of my generation to the blueprint from eternity. Are we here now? Where are those I'm preaching to? Y'all have gone quiet. He said, today, and he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. That's knowledge. That's knowledge. John 10, 17 to 18. Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life. This is Jesus speaking. He knows. He said, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me. That's knowledge. This is not, this is not hope. This is knowledge. <laughs> he said, my father loves me. I lay down my life. I take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down of myself. I have power to lay down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from the Father. When you speak from knowledge, there's a different dimension of boldness. Knowledge. Final reference for that. Acts 18, 24 to 28. Acts 18, 24, 28. Put it there. Now a certain Jew named Apollos Born at Alexandria, and Alexandria was one of the uh, most advanced cities in the world as at this time. An eloquent man, and mighty in scriptures, an eloquent man. This guy was well read. This guy was well spoken. There's hardly a place I go in the world today where, within a few conversations, somebody from different countries of the world, from another country, uh, country of the world, be like, "You're so well spoken. You're so well read. I like the fact that you're African, but I can make out everything you're saying." This comes from knowledge. It's not just from importation. Knowledge. How do I speak in a way that anybody from anywhere can hear what I'm saying without my communication being tainted by the nuances of my background or upbringing or culture? Knowledge. How do I have enough repository of revelation but also applicable practical information that allows me to move and navigate? Knowledge. An eloquent man, mighty in scriptures, he came to Ephesus from Alexandria. Came to Ephesus. 
which was a commercial nerve center. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he only knew the bosom of John. Why am I referring to this? This guy, oh, I'm having so many goosebumps tonight. This man had not been baptized in the Holy Ghost. The only baptism he had was the bosom of John. But the Bible says that he spoke and taught accurately. In other words, there's a dimension of study that will make you as effective as though you were already baptized in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is that there's a dimension of scholarship in the word of God and scholarship amongst the cultures of men. That even without the stirring of the anointing, you are still effective. And many believers, they are not ready for this conversation. Because many believers think that you must shout Holy Ghost seven times, fire 300 times, fall, crack your head. The Bible says this guy, he had only the baptism of John. In other words, only water had touched his body. But when he spoke, there was such a compelling effort. Why? The word says he was an eloquent man and he was mighty in scriptures. Somebody said, go for knowledge. Go for knowledge. There are so many ignorant, loud-mouthed, arrogant, cocky, prideful, yet spaghetti spine, spineless wonder, rabble-rousing so-called believers who will just make noise instead of making a difference. But they are not in kings in the name of Jesus. Once the Lord shows you what it is you're called to do, and if you're someone like me with a, a multi-composite grace or gift or anointed that has to house or so I'm in a community building uh, dimension of my assignment right now. And your assignment has different uh, dimensions or different levels. So I'm in a place where I'm pulling things together, pulling building stuff, constructing, right? And constructing stuff that will be inheritance, not only from a biological family, but spiritual family and mental uh, properties and stuff. So it's a whole lot of stuff. Right. Once you know what it is, then you are targeted in what you pay attention to. You have laser focus. Why? Attention is a resource and you can't afford to dissipate it everywhere. Are we here? The word says he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila is anybody uh, posting the scripture for us? He said when Aquila, Aquila and Priscilla, not taking tequila, I believe. Heard him. When they heard him, watch this, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. So they are, they are still deaf and deaf and deaf, even though he had taught accurately. This people took him and explained more accurately. And when he desired to, to cross over to Achaia, in other words, keep on learning. That's the point there. So everybody's healing you. There are still people that know something that you might not know. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting disciples to receive him. Watch this. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. Why? For he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing them from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. Let me tell you what, just in case you've forgotten, just in case you've forgotten, Aquila, Priscilla, Paul, I was going to say Paulina. That's a shukufu's movement. Abule Mualeru. Paulina, Paulina, I am a tanga. I am not Paulina. I am a, I am a tanga. Whatever. Not whatever, but some of you know the story. Now, so Apollos, this one, they did not have the epistles. They had the scriptures. 
Holy Scriptura. The scriptures were a combination of the law and the prophets. That was what they had. Yet from the law and the prophets, this guy publicly refuted the Jews. Oh, come on now. Because of knowledge. Some of you, you prayed for anointing, you stirred up, you had the anointing. But when you got on a platform that required knowledge to open a door for the anointing, the knowledge was lacking. Somebody said, never again. Never again. Me, for any platform, I, let, God is still helping me. I'm not being prideful. Lord, help me. And God is still helping me. But it's difficult. It's difficult for me to be on any platform anywhere in the world on almost any topic. For me not to weave words in a way that will at least make some sense. <laughs> Even if I don't understand the technical jargon, there is a way I'm going to weave that conversation using metaphorical, syntactic, and didactic techniques to be able to simulate the intellectual juices so that I might describe every other thing around what they're talking about. And they'll be so intrigued in it. And say, tell us more. <laughs> Can we put a session for you? You gotta get knowledge. And I put that knowledge, number two, before prayer. Number, th number three is prayer. Number three is prayer. Let me run. Ephesians 6.20. Can someone put, post, post it there for us? Ephesians 6.20. Kabuneke mini. Is anybody feeling the fire? Is anybody catching the fire? Oh, help us now. Where are you? Okay. Ephesians 6.20. It said, For which I am an ambassador in chains, in other words, uh, the gospel now, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. He was saying, pray for us. Actually, if speaking from verse 19. Verse 19. And for me, or from verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And verse 19. And for me, that the utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to speak, knowing the mystery of God. See, Prayer activates boldness. If you want to know how bold you can feel, not how bold you are, you are bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion. But if you want to feel bold, enter into a room, private room, or walk in nature and blast in tongues, or take a scripture and meditate on that scripture, then open your mouth. You will all of a sudden move from the emotionalism, sensationalism, sentimentalism, and you begin to just to just be the issuing force of streams of water and streams of grace out of your belly. Are we here? This is key. So Paul said, pray for me. In other words, bones can be activated by prayer. Colossians 4 verse 4, somebody give it to us. Once you give for Colossians 4 verse 4, let me read Acts 4, 29 to 31. In fact, a lot of the other scriptures we're going to read are from the book of Acts. And it's instructive because in the book of Acts, people acted. And for you to act... You'd be bold. In fact, you act your way into boldness sometimes and boldly act. Acts 4, 29 to 31. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your son, Jesus Christ. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Colossians 3, take it from verse 3. Uh, Colossians 4, take it from verse 3 to 4 for context. 
And then Acts 4, 20, 19, 31 is what I just read. Acts 4, 20, 19, 31. So bonus prayer. This is the reason why we gather on Sunday. Please don't be looking at your phone because you are rubbing yourself off of the opportunity to engage boldness and to declare things that will happen in that service and things that will happen after that service. When you're praying as well, I know that sometimes you pray on the go, but always have that season. Always have that time of the day where you're not praying on the go. You're praying on the stop. Number four, I'm almost done. Number four, fellowship and companionship with other bold people or with the right people. Fellowship and companionship with courageous people, with bold people, righteous people. Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, <laughs> now means boldness can become visible. How is boldness made visible? Boldness is made visible through the action it takes. Boldness is made audible through the words that it speaks. Boldness is made visible through the action that it takes. Somebody talk to me, man. Talk to me. Okay, I think some of you are taking notes. That's good. But every now and again, drop something in the comments so I know you're still there. He said, when they saw, when they saw, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. Watch this. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. What does that mean? Somebody tell me what does that mean? They saw Peter and John. Man, this guy, you, you're bold. What? Where did you get that audacity from? What does it mean that they say and they realize they have been with Jesus? What does it tell you about Jesus? Jesus was bold and his boldness had rubbed off on them. The boldness had rubbed off on them. Some of you, you have learned timidity by association. Oh, we don't like anybody to know us. So. Oh, we don't like to do anything with our lives. So. Oh, we don't like to make noise. Nobody's saying you should make noise. Nobody's saying you should be a nuisance. But everybody's saying, take that thing that God has given to you. And with all diligence, deliver value as greatly, as effectively, as excellently as possible. That's what we're saying. Boldness. I am the light of the world. <laughs> I am the salt of the earth. I walk on what I do the impossible. My generation marvels. The marvel at the display of the grace of God upon my life. Philippians 1, 12 to 14. Philippians 1, 12 to 14. But I want to know, Brian, that the things which happened to me have, fought, have actually turned out for the followers of the gospel so that it has become evident to the whole palace God, the whole palace God, and to all the rest, watch this, that my chains are in Christ. Now, look at the next line now. Philippians 1, 12 to 14. <laughs> this is dangerous. And most of the brethren in the Lord have been become confident by my chains. Okay, this, sounds, this, this sounds counterintuitive. It sounds like, like the truth in reverse, but it's the truth. How can somebody's chains... By chains, cuffs or handcuffs, not bangles. When you are bold, you will make your cuffs look like accessories. When you are bold, you make your chains look like bracelets. Boldness will make your oh my y'all. What am I speaking to now? I got, got one more point to go. Come on, come on! Is the other bold person in here? He said, "Through my chains, he became confident." 
through my chains, my limitations. I won my failure so well. People said, who is this guy? My, my breakup didn't break me down. The loss didn't crush me. I was so, because of what I carry. When it looks like they were carrying me where I don't know. <laughs> there are no feet. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Paul said, the whole palace got, it became evident to them that this gospel this man is preaching is the real deal. Why? His courage, his demeanor, his attitude, his posture, his stamina, his disposition tells us that this is not a joker. He's not here for jokes. If you've seen Ararao, how many of you know Ararao? When they were flogging that guy, flogging him, and they wanted him to bend. They wanted him to bend. The guy said, I know, go bend. He said, you be crayfish, you go bend. Where? 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 The guy did not bend. Everybody was, the guy did not bend. Why? What he was carrying within. Hey, Yakubala. That's why the Bible says this light afflictions are not wanted to be compared with the glory that lies ahead. So, in the middle of the pressure, I don't buckle. In the middle of the opposition, and I shed a few tears, but it doesn't break my heart. Is somebody hearing the word of God tonight? I proclaim as we begin to close that there's a release of grace upon your life, the grace for audacious manifestation, courageous demonstration, supernatural release, or need. Oh, yeah. They will begin to say, those people in Kings, they don't just do wordplay. They're not just loving. They are bold. They're not just creative. They are bold. They're not just uh, intelligent. They are bold. They don't just do the gifts of the Spirit. They are bold. Boldness. Tina Tobalata. Boldness. He said, by my chains. And number five, the last point is action and movement. How do you engage a boldness, action and movement? I'm loving this energy. Let's close with this energy in the comments. So action and movement. That's how, that's how you engage boldness. Acts 13, 42 to 47. Acts 13, 42 to 47. There was a whole ruckus. I can't read all of that. The hopeless was broken up. Jews and, and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas speaking to them. On the next Sabbath, the Bible says, on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God because of how Paul and Silas were preaching. The Bible says, almost the whole city. Oh, we're going to see it again. We will see it. He said, almost the whole city. Listen, anytime you are seeing any ministry, engage the city. Anytime. So whether it's Shiloh, whether it's uh, uh, Holy Ghost Congress, whether it's the experience, whether it's Wafbeck, you see a whole city, one of the major operations there is the spirit of boldness. Somebody was bold. Somebody was like, I don't have the money for this uh, a place, but let's do it. Somebody was like, I'm not sure the speakers I invited will show up, but let's do it. Somebody's like, logistics, oh, but let's do it. The boldness and the capacity are released upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, nearly the whole city came the next Sabbath. I proclaim under God, the Sundays are coming. Where the King's Auditorium, the King's Hub, oh, King's Auditorium, that sounds like a new space, amen. Where the King's Auditorium were filled and flooded 
where the king's house will spill over. The days are coming where the crowds, the masses of people will stream forth in their hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands. And then from the king's auditorium to the king's camp and the king's city, where the cities inside the king's city, the tech city, the creative city, the, the uh, sound city. The, are you here now? Come on, come on, come on, come on. He said, but when the Jews saw the Moses, they were filled with envy. So crowds also cause envy. Filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming, they oppose the things spoken by Paul. Listen, I need someone to find me that verse. That verse says, then Paul and Barnabas grew bold. You can grow bold. Paul and Barnabas, he said, it's not my temperament. It's your God's promise. It's your God's promise. And God is bigger than every term and every team and every thingy and every terms and conditions because God knows the essence. Are you here? He said, he said, he said, then Paul and Barnabas, somebody gave me that particular verse on poster. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold, grew bold. And said it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you rejected it uh, and joined yourselves in one of eternal life, behold, return to Gentiles and all. Verse 46. They grew bold. They grew bold. They grew bold. And why they grow bold? They, knew, they had knowledge. Because in verse 47, he said, For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Acts 19, 8 to 12. Acts 19, 8 to 12. We read that earlier, but when it says this man, I've turned the world upside down and all. But when you go to verse, uh, about verse 9, help me now, help me now, help me now. Okay, no. Verse 8. And he went into the synagogue, that's Paul, and spoke how? Verse 8. Put it there. How did he speak? Boldly. For how long? Three months. <laughs> because people can be bold for a day. But the moment... The attendance is looking funny, or the offerings are looking funny, or the response are looking funny, or the uh, community is looking funny, or the people are acting crazy, or the uh, then the boldness will start diminishing. That is not our portion. Our boldness is sustained. He said for three months he was going to a synagogue where he knew anytime if he misyans, they can stone him to death. Anytime he says rubbish, they can wipe him out. But for three months, he kept on going. I want to prophesy under somebody or over somebody's life. Somebody, your dreams look like they're diminishing. Your hopes, your expectations look like they're withering off. It looks like things are breaking down in your life. I come to you by the Spirit of God. I release upon you the grace and the glory of God. That your bonus is growing. Your capacity is not waning. You are stretching and flexing. You are moving and you are engaging. In the name of Jesus the Christ, you are growing in roaring radiance. By the mercy of God, receive boldness to drive harder. Receive boldness to move further. Receive boldness to keep on going. You are not broken down in the name of Jesus. Somebody say yes. The Bible says it withdrew. Then uh, uh, withdrew disciples reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And this continued for two years. Two years. And all those who dwell in Asia. Everybody who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why does the enemy want to rob you of boldness? He doesn't want people to hear the gospel. That's the, that's the core of the error. He doesn't want people to hear the gospel. He does not want people to hear the gospel. And if you cannot publicize a church service, if you cannot publicize a church service that you can see that you've attended, how will you testify of the salvation 
of the Christ on the cross that you never saw physically with your eyes. I hope somebody is hearing what I'm saying. Now, guess what happened? Now God worked unusual miracles, unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Now, when did this happen? After two years. When did this? Many of us, we skip all of that. We just skip all the first person. Paul or aprons and see, any ministry, any movement where it looks like things are just happening, Things are just happening. There have been years of boldly holding on to experiences they are not entered into. Boldly holding on to things when they were just in the revelation state, just like a woman. The woman does not start adjusting her life when the baby is born. The moment it's in the invisible state, in the belly, there are already adjustments taking place. Are we? Somebody shout, I am bold. Shout your name, say I'm bold. Last scripture, so we get close by now. 28, Acts 28, 28 to 31. Benedict is good to see. Acts 28, 28 to 31. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. I love this one. Somebody help me write it. Well, I'm, I'm going to close with this. This is going to be a, a good preach now. Put it, the first line there. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. And I like that. Give me the text. Give me, give me, give me the text. Come on. Give me the text. Give me, give me, give me the text. Give me the text. Give me, give me, give me the text. Hey, hey, hey. Give me the text. Hey, hey, hey. Give me the text. Therefore, let it be Acts 28, 28. Acts 28, 28. Let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles and they will hear it. Your generation will hear it. This nation will hear it. Nigeria will hear it. Africa will hear it. The gospel, I win souls in masses. I disciple souls in classes. The gospel is made. They will hear it. Is in the Bible. They will hear it. Oh, no, this land is a divine. Is that they will hear? Somebody give me that scripture now. Can somebody give me that scripture? Acts 28, verse 28. They will hear it. They will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had a great dispute among themselves. Then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence. No one forbidding him. Do you know where this was? This was the island called Malta. How did Paul get there? Not by drinking Malta Guinness. Even, <laughs> how did Paul get there? Even if the devil drinks Guinness, it couldn't have stopped him, right? How did Paul get there? Broken boats. And Paul said, see, I perceive there are many dangers ahead. But listen, an angel appeared to me in the middle of the night and said, no soul will be lost. Boldness in the middle of the storm. He's dropped on the island of Malta. As they began to gather six, guess what happened? Gather six, you know what happened? A snake wrapped around say this guy is a criminal everybody's a this guy's a criminal the gods are after him this was the same place the same island some of you your introduction to the industry where god has called you a king has been stormy has been discouraging the territory god has said this is where you're going to extend the ministry of kings to the place are you understanding this has been stormy you are shaking calm down calm down Put on your boldness. Where are you? Who are you? I'm closing right now. 
And I hope you know this more than a teacher. I hope you know there's a baptism of boldness. The same place, the Bible says, this guy, he landed on that island without money, without boss. Everything they gathered was lost. How come for two years, Paul was not owing house rents? There's an economy in God. There's an economy in God. There is a place in God that he can arrive a place without money. But for two years, he will not beg. For two years, nobody. <laughs> what the enemy tried to use for evil got turned around for good. Why? Because that place, he, the, the snake rattles around his hand, he shook it off. Some of you need to shake it off. Shook it into the fire. And then the Bible says, all of a sudden, the governor or the son of the governor of the island was sick. Then they brought Paul to pray for him. He prayed for him, God healed. Boom. God opened up the place. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. You will no longer hide your message. You no longer hide your visuals. You no longer hide the solutions. You no longer hide the opportunities. You no longer hide the seed, the gifts. Some of you gods that have called to be a giver in the house and a giver in the nation. And like, ah, what do I have? Boldness. Give it. Oh, you're going to travel to the nations. Oh, I don't have passport. Go and get the passport and get ready. Start praying. Start interceding for those nations. Assume the position in the spirit. Take responsibility in the spirit first before it happens. Lord, I ask that which I have and more than that which I have, all that we have in Christ regarding this all-important subject matter of bonus. Release upon this house. Pour as rain. Let there be manifestations even right now. For somebody on their bed, somebody watching, somebody seated somewhere on the edge of a sin. Let them have an encounter, a Holy Ghost manifestation of glory and grace, an injection and infusion with the spirit of might in the name of Jesus Christ. I address every foul spirit of fear, every foul spirit of fear, intimidation, overt shyness, demonic restraints, satanic dramatic manipulative thoughts that shut down our sins to shut down the voice of faith and hope. I silence you permanently in the name of Jesus Christ. Now release upon you untold capacity to do wonders in the earth in the name of Jesus. Walk in boldness. Walk in bravery. Walk in grace. Walk in glory. Walk in your true identity. Open the scrolls and announce it and say this is me. It is of me that his works are written. Walk in the capacity of the spirit of God. Nakuveria sunana, inakurania sinakwa bela, ishoshuhia tida, rikeno no kune nekazi, bresufrekia, do wonders in the streets, do wonders on the buses, do wonders in the board meters, do wonders in the staff meters. Let your voice be loud and meaningful. Let the wisdom of God within you bubble forth as sweet sounds in time in sync that you not speak out of turn or draw attention to yourself and your carnality and your flesh, but you draw attention to Christ and the supremacy and spirit of his intelligence at work in you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now we'll open our mouths and we'll speak. We'll record the videos and we'll share. We'll record the songs and distribute. We'll go to the orphanages and we'll donate. We'll go to the streets and evangelize. We will ask for the pay raise. We will put in the proposals. We will document the process. We will innovate. We will experiment. We will deploy the apps. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. We give you praise for the work you have done, for the surgical work you have done, for the seed of fear you have uprooted 
from the heart. From the edge, long, deep-seated, manipulative sense of insufficiency. We uproot it completely. And we give this new level of life expression. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Ooh, amen and amen. I don't know about you, man, but I feel like this was hot and that this needs to be listened to again and again. I just feel so. I think the media will need to help us in stripping the audio from the Wednesday teachings and uploading them as well. Officer, it's good to see you. Right, good to see you. Kato Zawa. Please, for some of you, you need to blast in tongues for another 5 to 10 minutes. 15 minutes for some of you. Or some of you just keep blasting because you need the word to sink. You, you need to just open up your spirit and say, this is me. This is me. Prepare to be sick of me. Tell the demons, prepare to be sick of me. Prepare to be sick of me. Your attacks can't stop me. My sins can't stop me. The situations can't. Are you here now? I'm not talking about licentiousness, though. I'm talking about boldness that you know you are accepted in the beloved and God is committed to the sanctifying of your soul. Amen. 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 All right, God bless you. I'm sure LNT will share the key points with us. But if you also took notes, if you also took notes, please share the notes on the group, right? For the sake of those who who may not have taken notes or couldn't join the call and all of that. So the key points are great. The caption of quotes are very good. But if you took notes, share them. Bless you all. Have a good night. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.